We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It is Tuesday. It is January 15th. It's 2019. We have a, another six-game NBA slate to talk about here uh, and it's like deja vu. It, it is my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I'm back. I'm doing good, man. Back to back here. And you know what? I, I'm excited to come back on because, boy, did, did the Celtics just destroy our, our opportunity to prosper here. So uh, I'm definitely ready to, to get back in and give the people what they need Uh Quality, quality plays to help them build that bankroll and take down some tournaments. Well, I'm still so mad at myself because not not because I played Rogier or any of the chalky guys. I'm not mad about that. Like I, you know, at that situation with Smart Out and all this, I'm mad about two things. First, I'm mad that I'd not run back some of my Celtic stacks with D'Angelo Russell, like I talked about doing on the podcast yesterday. He did exactly what I figured like what we talked about he could do with his upside in that matchup. And I'm really, really mad that I didn't even consider Brad Wanamaker. I was watching that game. He started to hit some shots in the first half. I'm like, I don't have any of him looked up his price on the sites. He was min salary everywhere. And I'm like, you know, we knew Rogier was going to be chalk. He was 90 to 95% in some of the contests that I was in. And I played three entries on each side. I, on a slate like that uh, Monday, um, it was just a slate where I figured more teams would be a little bit better. And I played Brogier 100% in every lineup. But when you look back at it, you always try to figure out 
you know, what could I have done a little differently to try to make myself better? And like Wanamaker was like an excellent leverage play on Rogier, and I didn't even think about it. And like, that's just one thing. Like, I'm more frustrated at myself. Was Terry Rogier the right play? Yes, he was. There's nobody that could argue that he wasn't the right play today. It's just I was very frustrated that I didn't even think about Wanamaker um, as a leverage play off of Rogier with Smart and Irving out. We know what happens when it's Smart in there and Irving's out, but just frustrated about that. It, it's definitely not a good Monday for me. Um, I have like we were just talking about a pre-show, but I have like one to two duds on every lineup today, and it's just it's one of those frustrating days. So. This is definitely the Bounce Back Tuesday podcast. I'm, I'm ready. I've been looking at this slate for like the last hour and a half now because I'm just – I was so ready to bounce back after Gordon Hayward let me down and just – you know, you just keep going on and on. So um, this is one of those days I'm ready. Uh, kudos to you. You nailed the Kimba Walker call. I wish Tony Parker would have got a few extra minutes in that game, but um, it was really cool. I watched – I don't know if, how much of that game you watched because I know you're a Hornets fan, but it's really cool to see – uh, San Antonio just absolutely loved Tony Parker coming back and, you know, kind of what we expected for Tony Parker, um, just couldn't get it going in the first half. He, he much better in the second half. Yeah. I actually didn't get a chance to see too much of it, man. I, um, teary eyes, man, a- teary eyes, uh, man, that, yeah. that they showed it was on NBA TV and they showed it. It was just teary eyes. Yeah. I had a JV girls game today and, um, so I went there for that. And uh, so I, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but I luckily I can't, can watch the replay and uh, I probably will do that, even though I already know the outcome. Sometimes it's just like watching a film for me, man, just to get a feel of my team. So I'll, I'll end up watching it between today and, and tomorrow. Good old Coach Will here. Um, so there's really quick, I don't like to sidetrack, I like this to be. First look, break down the games and all that stuff. And I don't like to sidetrack. You know, every once in a while we sidetrack and it's fun. But I'm going to sidetrack it a little bit because I've been getting a lot of tweets over the last month. And I just wanted to address something. Um, the podcast is recorded the night before because it is meant to be a first look. It is a first look on the slate. Some people might not find that helpful. A lot of people find it helpful. I find it helpful for myself when I'm breaking down the games. I look at stuff and I, I always pick up more when I'm doing a first look podcast than I do on like a Saturday or Sunday when I start playing NBA on the weekends when football winds down here. So the podcast is meant to be a first look podcast. It is supposed to be our first look on the slate. We don't always have the injury news. Days like Monday, today, we're recording. It's 11.15 at night on Monday. Days like today, there's going to be news that it's going to change the entire slate. But there's still situations where we're going to talk about things that you might overlook. You might not have known Kemba Walker hometown boy in San Antonio that Will brought up yesterday. It's a first look. Um, Again, I appreciate everybody. I tried to respond in again. I talked about this at the beginning of the year. My resolution this year was to respond to as many questions and everything that I got on Twitter. It's really important to me to interact with you guys and gals um and you know my my thoughts are going to change throughout the day so if you have a question after you listen to the podcast stuff because art's coming out ask me on twitter that is the easiest way outside of rg premium nba stuff because i'm on expert survey three times four times a week you know to get my final thoughts on a slate so 
Again, first look podcast. That's what it's supposed to be. It's meant to be a first look podcast. It's meant to be first thoughts on the slate. You know, I always do, like I said, about an hour to an hour and a half of research each slate just to get it over a view of the slate. I don't like coming in blind. I like to be able to look at matchups and stuff. But again, just want to bring that up. One, you know, I, I bring this up, I feel like, every three or four months. And today is just, I've been getting a lot of tweets about it. Uh, I hope the podcast is helpful. I, I do it to be helpful. Again, it's very helpful for me as a player to break down the slate as a first look. So that's all my sidetrack. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to that. But again, like I said, my New Year's resolution this year was to interact with Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff as much as possible this year. So if you have a question, ask me. Uh, you know, I'm always open. I almost always have my phone around me and I get notifications when people ask me questions. I try to get back to them. It's a little harder on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because of my daughter's schedule with dance and um, golf. But if you ask me a question, I'm going to try to get back to you uh, again. So that's all I got. Um, I, like I said, I didn't want to sidetrack too much. I'm, I am really pumped, Will, that you're back on today and we get, the, we get a second go at this thing and we get a bounce back day because um, like I said, Monday, uh, you know, one, Monday was one of those days where I'm glad we played DFS and we're able to uh, bounce back the next day. Yeah, you know it. And you know that's how it goes, too. Uh, you know, you have a day where it seems like it seems like nothing comes together. And then the next day you just explode. So I, I'll take a loss on the front end for a big one on the back end. Yep. Process over results always. I talk about that a ton. Um you know, you're going to have bad days. You can't win every day. If you win every day, um, you should be playing millions and millions of dollars, but you can't win every day because of the variance, because of the real life, you know, <laughs> aspect of daily fantasy. Uh, so if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, a good place to check out um, and play over there. Their contests have been filling fast. You know, they've been filling a lot earlier than they used to before. So um, if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there, check them out, sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way, if you if we run any cool promos with them, you get access to them. We try to run promos with all the companies as much as we possibly can. So if you want to get involved in that kind of stuff, make sure you sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. And they do have their $20,000 NBA pick and roll here on this wonderful Tuesday. Six games, a lot to talk about. I'm done ranting. Phoenix at Indiana taking on the Pacers. No total in this one. Booker is questionable, but more on the probable side, but we're waiting on him. You know, I, it sounds like he's going to play. I know he's questionable on the injury, but it, it I guess it was just announced that he is expected to play here. So he's going to play um, on the Pacers side. Miles Turner's questionable. Collison is questionable. And Corey Joseph is questionable. Uh, let's start with Phoenix. We've seen this story before, Will. Anytime a Suns player comes back, they typically don't have minute restrictions. They don't rush these guys back. They don't come back until they're ready to play. What are your thoughts with Booker? What are your thoughts with the Suns? Oh, man. I'm actually a little disappointed. Uh, I do still think that Josh Jackson is going to get some minutes, uh, but uh, I, I think they're going to be in the mid-20s. I think Kelly Oubre is going back down to the low-20s. Um you know, I think Melton will be in the mid-20s. Bridges may get mid to high-20s. 
You know, the only guys that I know for sure that are going to get 30-plus minutes on this team are Booker, Warren, and Aiton. Uh, and so I, I don't like them as much in this spot against Indiana on the road. Uh, but I I do understand that I think Aiton could have a big game. I don't I don't I don't like him as much, but I just I just know that Miles Turner isn't the best defender in the world. And uh, if he's going to get 25 minutes of Miles Turner, then if the game is tight, Aiton is a guy I think we can look at uh, who's right in that kind of second tier. Of, of center today. So I don't, I mean, Booker can explode on anybody. Warren can have a big game against anybody, but just me personally, I think I'm just kind of going to stay away from these guys. I do understand that Warren is affordable at 6,200. Like I get it. He could get you 40, uh, you know, but I think I'm just going to stay away. The only guy that I think I'd want to play uh, would be Mr. Aiton at 7,100. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. This team, uh, the Pacers anyway, the number one team in the league um, as far as defensive efficiency as a team. They're top 10 against every position outside of power forward. So it's a tough matchup for Phoenix. Uh, And then playing in Indiana, like this is the game that the Pacers should control. Uh, They should control the tempo of this game. So I think it's probably a pace down spot uh for the suns as well um second biggest pace down spot on the slate outside of golden state uh playing against denver so you know this is just not a spot that i love i think you nailed it i think like ayton is worth a shot maybe in a large field tournament if you're rolling out multiple entries i don't think you play him on a single entry team today um warren is a guy that i think you could fire up if you're playing multiple entries and I would just pay attention to like Warren. Warren's probably my favorite play from the Suns because I do think he has like six X potential here. But I would also pay attention to ownership on Booker if he's going to be really, really low owned here. I definitely don't mind firing up, firing him up at low ownership here. Um, just you know, as a contrarian play. Is there anything that you like here on the Pacer side? Um, I, obviously, I guess it's really going to depend on Miles Turner and uh, the point guard situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, when I checked, I saw, you know, several guys that were questionable, Collis and Joseph. I mean, these guys have been questionable for a fair amount of time, and but, you know, they've come back to play. So, I mean, they could easily all play. But if they end up all out, then I think, you know, obviously Aaron Holiday is a guy you're going to like. Uh, Bogdanovich, I think, is actually my favorite pacer today. Uh, 5,500 playing, you know, 30 plus minutes a game on most games, uh, unless they're blowing someone out. So if you look at the last two games, they've, they blew out, uh, uh, Boston or either they lost, they lost in the block at Boston, one of the two, and then they, they blew out the Knicks. And, uh, so, you know, yeah, I think the Boston blew them out and they blew out the Knicks, but if you go back to games where they were tied, I mean, play, you know, 40 minutes against Chicago, 37 minutes against Toronto, that one was a little bit tighter than it looks. Played 32 minutes against Cleveland and just, you know, had some pretty nice games. So I really like him in this spot. Um, you know, Oladipo at 7,800, that's just too cheap. This is another Kimball Walker situation. Like, you've just, you just been waiting for the price to come down, and now it's 7,800. And I don't care anything about the matchup. At this price, you just need to play him every day. Um, and so I, I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not a – a, a, a Thaddeus Young truther, so I just I don't ever play Thaddeus Young. Sabonis is too expensive for uh, 
especially if Turner comes back. So I, I don't, I really don't want anybody outside of Oladipo and, and Bogdanovich. If 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 Turner sits, Sabonis is my favorite player in the entire slate. I, I just well, yeah, that, that changes everything. Like, yeah, I just want to make that really clear for everybody. Like Sabonis, be yeah, he's expensive at seventy nine hundred, but Aiton is one of the worst defensive centers, and Sabonis will abuse him. He abused this team in the first matchup. Sabonis played twenty two minutes in the game against Phoenix, uh, in Phoenix, and put up forty eight fantasy points in twenty two minutes. So if Turner's out, Sabonis becomes a guy that I love today. Um, I guess I wouldn't say he's my favorite player on the slate. But he, he's a guy that I love. He would be a core play for me um, if Turner were to sit. Outside of that, you know, you pretty much touched on everything here. Um, I don't really have much to add. I do like the Bodanovich call at 5,500. Um, the shot attempts have been there for him. Double-digit shot attempts now in eight of the last nine games. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for shot attempts usage. And uh, 5,500 is uh, a very fair price tag for him, especially for a guy that shoots three. So definitely don't mind him. Um, let's move on. We got the Timberwolves and the 76ers, 232 total. Philadelphia favored by six in this game. Covington is still out. Derrick Rose still on the questionable side of everything. Um, and then Philadelphia good to go. Let's start with the Timberwolves here. Obviously, this all depends on Derrick Rose. Um you know, we got to just kind of pay attention to this. You know, he came back, played a game, and now he's back onto that, you know, ankle injury thing. Um, Rose in, Rose out. Give me your thoughts both ways here. Uh, Rose in, you know, maybe I still look at Jeff T because he's 6,100. Um, I really don't like the Timberwolves today, to, to be honest with you. Uh, I think if I was going to play a Timberwolf, Wolf player, I think it'd be maybe Taj Gibson at 4,400. You know, a guy that is is playing, you know, mid to high 20s minutes, sometimes hits the 30-minute threshold, has double-double upside. Um, he's a guy I would look at. But I'm, I'm not really interested in Cat today. And, you know, obviously you know that uh, Philly is a team that I don't mind picking on this year. Like, I don't care what the numbers say. I, I don't mind using players. But I, I just – I don't like enough pieces on this team collectively to try to think about playing them. So Teague, I like, but he's not a favorite player of mine. Wiggins, I like, but he's not, you know, he's got to score a butt. So I feel like they're all kind of mushed together. And then you've kind of got a value play in Taj. You know, I've talked about Dario Sarge. I'm hoping his minutes are going to come up. But they've just been so low recently. Uh, and then obviously you've got the big spin on Towns. And I just, I don't want to play 10-2 for Towns today when I've got guys like Embiid and a couple other cheaper guys that I could play. Yeah, so, you know, new coach. We have to continue to pay attention to the situation with Minnesota. Um, Wiggins is playing a ton of minutes right now with Covington out. So, yeah. you know, you just kind of, you know, upside-wise, he certainly has upside because of the minutes he's playing. Um, you know, you mentioned Teague if Rose sits. Sure I, I don't understand either, Siri. Um, I, I, you know, you got to continue to pay attention to Teague if Rose sits. Um, we talked about the situation and we all thought that, you know, this new coach would possibly give Sarge more minutes, but couldn't agree with you more. He's given Taj the run. Like, I don't agree with it. I, I think Sarge should get the minutes, but he's not. Oh, so boy. I think like oh. Taj is in play at 4,400. Like, you know, we'll get going here. 
And, you know, it is a six-game slate, but there's not a ton of value on this slate unless some stuff opens up, which probably will happen uh, during the day tomorrow. But oh, we've got um, one player coming up. Don't you worry. <laughs> all right. I can't wait, to, can't wait to hear who you got here. Um, 76ers side of things. Does okay? Does Sarge get more minutes because it's a revenge game? I guess. Uh, I was thinking about that, Stevie. You know, uh, I was, and I was thinking about the Jimmy Butler on the other side. I, I do like. Didn't Jimmy they Butler. play each other like right after the trade happened? I can't remember. Uh, oh, that, I'm gonna that, look it up. Yeah, yeah, that that may have been been a possibility, but I I, I still think. I mean, I feel like the coach should should unleash Sarge here, but I, I can't trust it right now. I mean, when a guy's getting 16 minutes and 19 minutes and not doing much, like, so for, so here's the deal. If Sarge was getting 20 minutes, but he was putting up 30 fantasy points, like, you know, consistently, I would have a problem playing and paying, playing him at 4,600. Um, you know, I hate, I hate to go backwards, but you know, kind of like a guy, like uh, Rashad, Rashad Holmes, you know, Rashawn Holmes, you know, he gets 18 minutes and he can put up 30 a couple times a week. You know, those are guys I don't mind taking a stab on. But when a guy is 4,600 playing 19 minutes, getting 15 fantasy points, 12 fantasy points, I just can't do it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's just kind of where I'm at. But Philly, I, I love Jimmy Butler today. Uh, I, I'm thinking he's going to come out with the with the dog mentality and, and try to really stick it to this organization. So, uh, he, he's a guy I really like today. Um, ben Simmons, I think, is a little bit too expensive for this slate. Embiid is my favorite center play on the slate, hands down. 10-5 gets Anthony, gets uh, Cat defense. Uh, you know, another premier center that he's going to want to take to school. I, I, I just – I can't fade Embiid today on this slate. My, my top overall play, I think, you know, outside of maybe um, – uh, maybe that that Lakers Chicago game. MB is just my favorite play on the slate. Period. Favorite play on the slate. Yeah, fair enough. So I just looked it up, and I don't see. I could be missing it, but I don't see a game um, that they played against each other. So this will be the first time Butler's faced them. It'll be the first time like Sarge and those guys, or I guess just Sarge because Covington's out. But yeah, I do like the Butler call. Um, I, I think it'd been better if they didn't fire the coach. Uh, I think like a lot of a lot of hate, but. You know Butler and Embiid or Butler and Cat don't like each other whatsoever. Like that was the biggest like feud all off season and you know beginning of the season. So Butler's going to come out playing here. He's seventy six, like you mentioned. I agree. Simmons probably too much. I do think Butler's going to get some a lot of a lot of usage in this game, which kind of has me off of um, Simmons and Embiid a, a little bit here. Um, but I definitely don't hate Embiid uh, as a tournament play. And then, like, I don't – I guess we didn't talk about Cat enough either. I don't hate Cat here, um, knowing how much he hates Butler. So this could be a fun game. Uh, play Butler and Cat and play the feud. Hope they don't get ejected in the first five minutes of the game and, you know, <laughs> play it out here. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. It's, it's possible. It, it is, is so true. possible. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Um, yeah. yeah, outside of that, though, I don't really have anything else here for Philadelphia. Uh, like like we've talked about, I really do like this spot for Butler. Yep. Uh, Thunder at Atlanta, 233 total. Uh, Thunder favored by nine in this game. Alex Abrinas is out. Noel is out on the Atlanta side. Bazemore is still out. Deadman is doubtful, and Prince is questionable. Uh, let's start with the Thunder. What are we looking at here on OKC? 
Give me the Dennis Schroeder revenge. Give it to me now. Uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's, it's narrative street, but I like him here. He's fifty four hundred, very affordable. Uh, and, and another reason why I like the spot, if OKC can kind of, you know, I don't, you know, I'm a guy that I'm, I'm I don't buy into the blowouts as much, but this is a team that OKC can beat, and I think if they happen to be up, you know, fifteen to eighteen points at the end of the third. And Dennis Schroeder's got the ball in his hands. I think he could just go nuts here. So uh, I, I like Dennis Schroeder here, 5,400. Uh, you know, I've been playing Paul George. This is a Paul George day for me. 9,200 going against Atlanta. Uh, I just I, – I don't think – I mean, he, he put up 43 points the last game against San Antonio. He only had 18 real points, had 11 rebounds, four assists, two steals. I mean, just imagine if he would have put up 28 points. That, that would have been 53 fantasy points. I think Paul George gets around 30 real points here. I just think his floor has just been phenomenal this year. Really like Paul George in this spot. Um, he's not, like I said, he's not my favorite player. Beat is my favorite play, but but he's definitely, you know, in that in that next tier down for me. So he, he's, he's a guy I really like. Obviously, Westbrook, I think, is, is going to crush this team. He's 11-6. Like I said, and Embiid's my favorite play. So I think he's just going to be – the odd man out of my, my top tier plays, but obviously I'm not telling you to fade Russell Westbrook against the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, if this game's tight, he could get 70 with ease. Uh, but so, you know, Westbrook, uh, Schroeder, PG, favorite plays. I like Steven Adams. I really like this whole team, to be quite honest. Jerry, Jer, Jeremy Grant at, at 5,100. I think he's another great play. Uh, so this, you know, we, we talked about this being a first look podcast. This is almost a team that, I almost feel like I could take two or three pieces, you know, and, and build from there. Yeah, I do like the Thunder. Atlanta, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, just about every position. So definitely like the spot for the Thunder. Like the Schroeder call, I had him written down as well. Um, you know, it's they played in OKC the first time these two teams met. This will be the first time he goes back to Atlanta. So uh, if you like the narrative, um, don't mind Schroeder here. And I really can't decide if I want Westbrook or George uh, in this game. And I might not end up playing either one of them for what it's worth. I do like the Lakers-Chicago game, and I think the Denver-Golden State game stays really close. So um, I don't know if I'll end up on Westbrook and George here just because I'm a little concerned. Little concerned. I hate bringing it up. I'm a little concerned of the blowout here. Um, you know, they beat him by 15 the first time, and the average lead in that game was 13 according to game flow. So I'm a little concerned about that. Um but yeah, I don't I don't mind George or Westbrook. I just don't love them today. Um, I do like Dennis Schroeder a lot. I wish Grant was a little cheaper. I do think Grant could profit at this price. I, I do think he could have like a thirty point game here. But I wish he was a little bit cheaper. If Grant was forty six or forty five, I think we could play Grant. Uh, I just wish he was a little cheaper. Um, Atlanta side of things, obviously, like. You know, John Collins being probable, Deadman being doubtful. Um, you know, is there something on Atlanta here? Like, I guess we got to pay attention to, like, the Prince news, too, and see if he comes back. Um, he played 11 minutes the other night, but now he's dealing with the flu. Um, it's just what, what a tough run, man. Uh, hurt your <laughs> ankle, miss a bunch of games. I think it was, like, 17 or 18 games, and then um, get the flu. Yeah, he's he's having a real bad beat this season. 
He's probably you know, way out of conditioning too after missing yeah. eight games with an ankle injury. Yeah, and, and then and then you get the flu, which is going to you know drain even more of your energy. And you, now you got to build back up your immune system and your your uh, your cardio, your cardiovascular system to to run all those miles that they run throughout the course of a season. So, man, he's just I hate it for him because he was he was a guy I really liked to start the year. At any rate. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, I think he's going to be out. He's doubtful, like we talked about. I said I had a value play on this slate. You know, uh, call me crazy. I almost feel like this is a situation like the Eagles running backs. But if Amari Spellman is going to happen to get 30 minutes again at 3,800, I think you have to play him. Uh, On a slate that's starving for value, um, you know, he got 30 minutes uh, the last time out. This was against Milwaukee. I'm not saying it was against the best, you know, team inside and I know he will probably see a little bit of Steven Adams but I mean 13 points uh, he had four blocks which obviously boosted his fantasy production some but he had six rebounds and one assist I mean even if he had two blocks I'd still take that performance from him so Amari Spellman that's kind of my my value play of the day so far I got it's just if he's going to get 30 minutes at 3800 it's just going to be too cheap yeah I don't hate it um I gotta dig into it more. I'm, I gotta pull that up, and because that game was a blowout, so I'm kind of just I'm a little concerned that he doesn't get that run again in a close game. But you know, with Deadman doubtful, they don't really like. I, I I can say that they don't really like giving Alex Lynn a ton of runs. So no, he's played 18 minutes, 20 minutes, 20. I, I've checked. I checked all of that before I yeah. bought into the uh, the Spellman call. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I'm going to look into that situation more um, and, and see. And then one other guy that I wanted to bring up here was Kevin Herder. Herder, um, he's 4,800, and he's just shooting the ball a ton. If Prince misses this game again, I don't even know if it matters. With Baysmore out, this guy's just playing a ton of minutes, and he's just shooting um, like a young J.J. Redick. <laughs> like yeah, not, not as good as JJ, but this kid, you know, he definitely has the potential to put up 30 fantasy points at 4,800. So I wanted to bring him up as well with Baysmore still out and Prince probably uh, really questionable here for this game. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if, if the ball, I mean, if it starts going in the hoop, look out because uh, he's, he's, a, he's a kid that can kind of get hot. You know, he, he's young, he's streaky. So, you know, it's a part of what it is being young, but yeah, hurt. I don't mind it at all. I mean, he's he's cheap enough. Trey Young is a guy too, as well. I know I kind of we kind of cut off the hawks because I hijacked it about Amari Spellman, but Trey Young has start. He's played over thirty minutes uh, past two games, and his, his minutes had started trending upward anyway. He's a guy I like on this slate at home. Uh, I you know I've played point guards against Russell Westbrook for a while now. And it typically works out just fine. So Trey Young is a guy I don't hate at home, 6,200 in the mid-range. Yeah, Westbrook doesn't like to play defense. He likes to play offense. Yeah. All right, moving on. Miami at Milwaukee. No total in this game. The reason we didn't have a total was because of Whiteside, but he's not even – like he he's off the injury report. Um, Giannis is probable. Richardson's probable. Goran Dragic is the only one that's not, like officially out here. Let's start with Miami. Like, this is an interesting spot because we get two really, really, really good defensive basketball teams, but we get a Bucks team that can score. Um, 
with the best of them this season. What's your thoughts here on the Heat side of this game? Oh man, I, I feel like I'm I'm giving out uh, you know the, the plays that maybe nobody's thinking about today. My favorite player on the Heat right now is Bam Adebayo. Uh, it, it caught me off guard too, Stevie, as I was kind of looking through everything. And I felt I felt so bad because I didn't realize Bam is starting to play 25 minutes a game, roughly on average. I mean, some games it's a little more, some games it's right under that. But I mean, if Bam's going to be getting 25 minutes against the backups, he's going to continue to dominate and get 30 fantasy points. And you know, especially since they're not really rolling out Whiteside a bunch. Like Whiteside's only playing at at most about 28 minutes. You know. 29 on a good day, but I mean, if you look at the past few games, 21, 24, 21, 30, 23, 28, like his minutes are, are fairly low. And so when I think about that, I'm thinking in my in my in my head that Whiteside and Bam are now equal. Well, why am I going to pay 6,600 for Whiteside when I can get Bam for 5,100 or 5,200? I, I, I it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. You know, when when Whiteside was getting 28 minutes and Bam was getting more like 18 minutes. Made a little bit more sense, but if they're going to give them more of a timeshare, I think Bam at 5,200 is another guy that we really, really, really take a look at here on this slate. Uh, like, like we talked about, you know, not having a whole lot of value. I think you can take a guy like him at 5,100, power forward, center eligible, you know, and then on, on fantasy draft, you know, power forward, center, utility eligible. I think he's a guy that we can plug and play. I don't like a whole, a lot of other guys from Miami. You know, I like Justice Winslow. He's been playing great, uh, put up, you know, 40 plus the past two games, but just bar none, bar none, Bam Adebayo, favorite Miami Heat play today. One thing that I have been noticing against um, like Bucks, like teams against the Bucks, you know, starting centers, rebounds have been down a little bit. And I, I do need to do a little bit more research into this and something that, I need to make a note of and do, but it makes sense with Brooke Lopez extending guys um, out towards the three-point line, but like small forwards and power forwards, I feel like their rebound numbers are up against uh, the Bucks because of this. So I don't hate maybe taking a shot on Winslow in tournaments here and Lopez extending centers definitely doesn't really affect uh, Bam here. You know, he'll probably, you know, be seeing a lot of um, Wilson or one of those guys, um, Ilsova, whoever, whoever they run out there. So I don't, I don't hate the Bam call. Like he is something like I have it written down that his minutes were up. Um, he played 38 minutes in the last game because Whiteside was out. We'll probably see likely 25 to 28 minutes here from probably, probably right around that for both of those guys. So. Um, I definitely don't hate the BAM call here. And, you know, people won't be on him at 52. Nice little 6X, maybe 7X play. Uh, so I definitely don't hate that. The Bucks side of things, Miami's a good defensive team. Um, you know, Giannis is always in play. I don't love him in this spot against this team. I think this would be a really slower type of game uh, as far as, like, pace goes. Uh, what's your thoughts here on the Bucks? Man, I love Giannis today. Uh, I, you know, like I, I, I really like Giannis here because for 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 the opposite of all the reasons that you talked about. Like, so yeah, Miami's a good team, and it, the pace is going to be a little bit slower. And I, I totally agree. But from a tournament perspective, we're going to get Greek at probably around 13 percent. What you what you say is probably going to be around that tomorrow when you got Westbrook against Atlanta, 
You got, you know, Cat and and Embiid in the same matchup. You got Golden against Denver, and then you got Chicago at L.A. Like the Miami-Milwaukee game is like the uninteresting game on the slate outside of maybe Phoenix Indy. And so Greek isn't going to get any ownership. And I've played him in spots like this this year where nobody's on him, and I pull it up, and he's like, you know, 12%, 13%. And then you look, and he's got 65 fantasy points, and nobody's playing him. And, and he's been doing it all season. Uh, you know, I looked at a spot, you know, and this was against Toronto, which was supposed to be a tough matchup, and he dropped 73, and I had him. Um, you know, it's just just little spots. Like that. Last time out against Miami, obviously, he only put up 30, 31.75 fantasy points. That was at Miami. I don't expect a performance like that this time. I, I'm expecting him to get 60 plus. So I, I really like him here. Uh, and then, you know, I think my other play that I would look at is Brooke Lopez. I mean, you know, we've been talking about him extending guys out. Um, he's been dialing up the three ball, uh, you know, shooting, you know, probably uh, at, on average about three to four, you know, long balls a game. You know, some, some games he's getting in that five and six territory. And uh, if he's hot, you know, if he hits three or four of them, then, you know, especially on a site like DK where you're going to get that bonus, uh, that can really help you out at the at the end of the night. So his price continues to be low at 4700 and I, I just think that's too low for this spot. Don't want to play Bledsoe, don't want to play Middleton. Uh, Brogdon, I don't mind at 5700 don't mind him, but just I, I, I love Greek in this spot here. The best thing about Lopez, too, like this is definitely something to always consider when you're thinking about playing Lopez. In close games, if you project the game to be close, which this game should be close, Miami being a good defensive team, this game should stay close. Lopez plays in the 30-minute mark a lot in close games. Like, So not only is that giving him you know, more shot attempts, he doesn't really rebound, so you don't really worry about that. But like you get upset with Lopez because of like his blocking ability and you know his ability to hit hit threes. So if you expect this game to stay close, which it should, Lopez is in play. I like him a lot on fantasy draft today. Um, you know, he's probably gonna be a guy that I would probably consider more than like a guard or a small forward in the same price range. I do like the centers over there more. Uh, so Lopez is certainly in play here for me today. I, I think that's a really solid call. And you like Giannis more than me, Will, which is fine. I, I get why you like him. You know, getting a star like Giannis at lower ownership is always fun. So uh, I, I just you like it more than me, and I completely understand why you like it uh, for what it's worth. Yes, sir. Golden State at Denver, probably the best basketball game as far as games go on the slate. 228 total, Golden State favored by one and a half. Gary Harris is questionable, and um, Trey Lyles is questionable. I have to see how all that plays out. Obviously, it makes a huge difference if Harris is in or out. Um, let's start with Golden State. Like, I hate playing Curry and Durant in games that I don't expect to stay close, but, Will, this game should stay close. Um, the first meeting, Curry played 39 minutes and put up 46 fantasy points. Um you know, Durant played 39 minutes and put up 48 fantasy points. This should be a game that stays close. And while they do hurt each other's usage, what are we doing with the the star two guys here? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm going to have much of them today. Um, I just I'm, I'm just not sure because I like I like Paul George better than Curry and Durant today in a matchup against Atlanta. So I think I I take PG over both of those guys. 
you know, I already talked about the fact that I like Embiid, you know, Curry at 9,900 and Embiid's like 10-5 or something like that. Um, so, you know, I don't think I'd play Curry over him. Uh, I definitely play Giannis over both of these guys today. So they, they're just kind of on the outside looking in for me as far as those two guys. Now, you know, Clay Thompson at 6,600, uh, he's really shown some upside recently, you know, and not every game, but, you know, he's, he's had 40-plus fantasy points in one, two, three, four out of the last, what, eight games or so. So, you know, he's a guy that I think, you know, you, you take him for, for some upside if you're considering it. My favorite uh, warrior today uh, shouldn't be any surprise. This has kind of been a theme this week, and I've just got to take advantage of these pricing inefficiencies. Draymond Green at 6,300. You know, if you just kind of look at the game log, it's been trending down. You know, he was at 7,200 on the 8th, 7K on the 11th, 6,700 on the 13th, and you know, to be the 15th when this slate kicks off, and now he's at 6,300, um, you know, and, you know, games where his price has been low. I mean, he had a game he was 6,400 against the Clippers, put up 40. He had a game after that at 6,300 and put up 21. But my point is, you know, it's just a pricing and efficiency, I think. And so I think, you know, he, he's a guy that we need to take take advantage of it while we can. So Draymond Green, 6,300 is my favorite Golden State Warrior today. Love the Draymond call. Love the price tag on Draymond. Uh, certainly somebody to consider here. Um, I, 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 lean, I lean Curry over Durant, but I think they're both very much in play here, and I do like Draymond. Like I, I want pieces of this game um, because I feel like if we had to look at this slate and f like try to guess which game would go to overtime, which might be a fun morning grind game next year. I might That might be one of those ones, but this would probably be my favorite game to potentially go to overtime today. I think this is going to be an amazing back-and-forth type of game, um, and those are always fun. I don't really have anything else on the Golden State side. Like, I'm not playing Iguodala or any of those guys. I know Iggy's cheap, and you know he's been playing solid minutes in close games this year. So if you want to take a shot, I don't think I'd hate it. I think I'd play him more on, like, FanDuel as, like, a potential punt. Um but I hate the fact that he's shooting guard over there. Like, I wish he was small forward um, and could play him as a punt. But it's not like shooting guard is, like, amazing today over there on FanDuel. So I don't hate it. Um, let's talk about the Denver side of things. You know, obviously, this it really depends on Gary Harris. Because if Harris sits, I'm going right back to our boy Beasley. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um I just, I just think right now you just keep playing him. Um, you know, if he, especially with the minutes he's been getting, played thirty-seven yep. minutes against Portland, forty minutes against Phoenix, like thirty-one against the Clippers, thirty-six against Miami. Like this is what you look for in a value play. I, I don't, I don't. I think you just play him. This should be, a, you know, a nice game, nice pace-up game. Uh, you know, and and the one thing I think about to Stevie that I think is almost like football. And I know football and basketball aren't comparable, but, you know, just the fact that sometimes in high scoring games, they're a little bit more turnover prone for the quarterback. So they, everybody's excited. It's a shootout. They're airing it out. And, you know, maybe they throw a, a errant pass and you get an interception or two and a quarterback still scores 30 fantasy points. And so when I think about games that are going to be competitive, a little back and forth, both teams scoring, I think about the fact that that could also generate more turnovers. And, you know, so, you know, with a guy like Beasley, 
I, I just think it could benefit him. You know, if he picks up two or three steals, you know, that that's those are the kind of things that helps him blow out this forty eight hundred dollar price tag. So really like him. Jamal Murray is my favorite Denver Nugget today. Uh, Seventy two hundred. Uh, I think that's very fair. You know, a guy that if you look at his, his game lock, he's been consistent the past few games, over 30 fantasy points. Uh, and, and just most of the year has been, been playing pretty well. Uh, so I, I, I like him. I don't really like Paul Millsap. He's 6K. I know this game is competitive. He's probably going to play 30 minutes, but he's just going to be an odd man out for me. I just I just rather play Draymond. I know I can play them both, but uh, he's just a guy I'm just, just not in love with today. Uh, and then Jokic at 10-3, because I like him beat so much, Jokic is just going to end up on my list that I may not play him. But I'm not – I think you should play him. I just like him beat more. But Golden State has, has struggled at the center position, and I think they're probably going to continue until Boogie comes back. And uh, so I, I see Jokic having a big game. I just – I like him beat more. Is it crazy? It's been a long time. Anybody listens to this podcast knows it's been a long time. And, you know, I'm usually on the wrong side of this guy, but I love Jokic today. Like, if you're playing Draymond and you're playing like a Curry or Durant, and I feel like you can run it back. If Harris is out, I feel like you can run it back with Jokic and um, Beasley. Don't hate the Jamal Murray call. He really, really struggled in the first game. These two teams played in October. Like, it was a while ago, um, you know, right towards the beginning of the season. So, I think this is a spot that, man, I hate it, but I think Jokic triple-doubles in this game. If this game stays competitive and it stays close, Jokic triple-doubles here. And, yeah, I like Embiid with you, but if I'm going to play Jimmy Butler, which I think I probably will end up doing, I think I will – probably end up on Jokic over Embiid today and I hate playing Jokic will I do because he busts more than he outperforms his price but I like this spot for him I think like I think 70 is within realms of reach here uh Jokic in this game I think he has a monster monster game here today I really want Harris to sit I, you know I want Harris to be out um and I really want Beasley to get 35 minutes in this game and really be able to extend the defense and knock down some shots here and, you know, cruise us to some fantasy goodness. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I like it. I mean, look, Beasley's just been great for me this year, especially on Yahoo where they just don't raise his price. If all you Yahoo truthers out there, I'm sorry, I didn't have the Yahoo pricing pulled up today. But, uh, you know, he's a guy I really like. So uh, over there, he's been around, you know, $11, $12. His price has probably come up some. I'm, I'm trying to check that now. But if, if if Harris is out, I think you just play Beasley. Yeah, he's still $12. Like, just, just play him. On Yahoo, you just play him. Yeah, and, like, Will Barton being back, I don't think really affects Beasley if Harris is out. Will Barton's probably not going to play over, like, 20 minutes here. I think 20 minutes is, like, a max for him. Yeah, it's 15, that- I think. Yeah, they said that they're going to be really careful with him for the next couple weeks. But, man, expect right when we see that jump in Barton, we got to be like proactive on him and pay attention to the news. But I don't think it will be here. I think they, they said that it should be about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been around a 15-minute mark. He played 15 minutes the first game. And then he and then played 16 on the back-to-back, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, was six, it was 16? Okay. Yeah, I was kind of tracking that. That's something I've been following as well, so. Yeah, but I don't think he gets past 20. I, I think he's going to be around that mark until, you know, 
they feel like he's good to go. And guys like Malik Beasley are the reason why I think they don't mind bringing him along a little bit slower. All right, Chicago, L.A., Lakers, 214. Lakers favor by six and a half. Bobby Portis is probable. Lakers side, LeBron and Rondo remain outs. Um, let's start with Chicago. Obviously, Portis, you know, being back is going to make a difference a little bit. You know, he's played the last three games and his minutes have been 17 to 20, um, which definitely makes a little bit of a difference here. But, you know, what are we doing with Chicago? And I, I keep mentioning Portis because I know he's only playing like 17 to 20 minutes, but, you know, he is, he's just, he's crushing. Like, I, he's like that guy that you play every night knowing that you probably are going to get five to six X and that night that he gets 25 minutes, you get that nice little eight X game, nine X game and nobody's on him, but I'll let you give me your thoughts on Chicago here. Yeah, man. Look, this, this is, this is, I think the back and forth affair of the night. This is the value. Yeah, <laughs> like this is, this is the value spot for me. So like, I'll just tell you right now, like on FanDuel. I just plugged in Embiid, and I tried to get as many guys from this game in as I could. Like, that was my strategy, and I think that's going to still continue to be my strategy. I don't think I'm changing it here unless for some reason I decide that this game is getting a little bit too chalky, and then I'll probably migrate to the OKC Atlanta game. But as of right now, I mean, I, I, I like all these guys, Market and Wendell Carter Jr. I like Wendell Carter Jr. even with Porter's back. Um you know, because he's still cheap enough on DK. Um, Zach Levine, though, man, I mean, he's still been playing really well to say that he's got all these pieces back. I mean, he's still shooting the balls 21, 16, 19, 17, 21. He's still putting the ball in the air. I, I've got I've to play him in this spot. Uh, his price is around the same everywhere. So he's 6,800 on, on, uh, on DK. I think he's 69. Or 68 on FanDuel, and then uh, on uh, on Yahoo, he's $25. Just, oh, my gosh, just too cheap, just too cheap. So um, him, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, these are, I mean, this is the stack spot, Steve. I don't know what else I can say. Just play the main guys, you know, play the little three in L.A., and then you can play the little three in Chicago of, of Dunn, Levine, and marketing. I just, I, I, I like it. I, I love this game. Yeah. You know, you mentioned a lot here on the Chicago side and I just wanted to throw Dunn in there too. I know you just threw him in there a little bit at the end, but you know, Dunn, like look at the last few matchups for this team. They played at Utah. They played at golden state. So they played Utah on a back-to-back after getting blown out by golden state the night before they played at Portland, like, they played some tough defensive teams, and now they're going in facing a Lakers team that has struggled with shooting guards. So, yeah, it's not the best matchup for Dunn, but I do think like this is a spot Dunn-Levine. One of these two guys could have a big game. I lean towards Zach Levine with you, but I did want to bring up Chris Dunn because oh, – I like you know, Dunn today. I, I love him, man. I, I like, I'm like. i telling you, I, I like this game. Sorry. This, no, this you're is fine. My favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite. This is a game you just want Zach Levine to shoot the ball well. This is the game that you want Zach Levine to shoot the ball well. Now, on the flip side of this game, I haven't played McGee in a while, but if I'm playing multiple teams, which I don't know 
um, if I'm going to end up doing or not because Tuesdays are tough for me. But if you're playing large field tournaments, McGee is really interesting here. And the reason that I wanted to bring him up is because Chicago drives the basket a lot. Between Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, they drive the basket a lot. Don't be shocked if McGee has like five blocks in this game. So uh, <laughs> just wanted to bring him up um, as I'm a tournament play. Ooh, uh, I'm laughing, but I see it. Like, I, I totally get it. Do, do you remember at the beginning of the year when he was on that tear where it's like every game he had four blocks and you were like, what is happening right now? Just, man, so I I, to, I love that, Stevie. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd have to be playing multiple tournament teams, but I wanted to throw his name out there. Let's talk the rest of the Lakers here. Like, Kuzma Ball, these guys, what are you doing with these guys? You play them. Kuzma Ball, Ingram, little three, you play them. You don't, you know, I don't, I don't think you think twice about it. Um, like I said, so, so you've got three really expensive guys on the slate or four, excuse me, four. So you've got Jokic, you've got Embiid. Well, I guess it's, yeah, you got Jokic, Embiid, Westbrook, Carl Giannis. Anthony, Giannis, Carl, so five. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. Those are like your everybody above 10K, that's important plays. Then you've got like your next tier, which is like your Curry, your Durant's. Your Paul George's my favorite, obviously, in that range. Um, and then you've kind of got like the next tier down, like your Jimmy Butler's. Uh, oh, uh, Ben Simmons is in that 9K range as well. So, you know, you've got all that. And then you've got this one game where everybody's 6 to 7K in the least defensive game of the night outside of like Atlanta and OKC. I just – so I, I think you play these Lakers. I think you play all three. Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, I think you play them. And I think you run it back with Levine and Chris Dunn for sure. And then maybe sprinkle in a Markin and sprinkle in a Portis. I love the Portis call, by the way, Steve. I meant to tell you that. I, I think that's a great call if he plays. Uh, and I think he, I think he's good to go for this game like we were talking about. But I, I just – I love that call, man. This is, a, this is an exciting game. And if it can stay close wide to wire, if you get overtime in this game, you'll take down a tournament. Yeah, the interesting thing about this game, too, especially if you're, this is like a DraftKings thing. Um, if you're playing on DraftKings, obviously make sure you use the, the proper positions when you're playing. If you have like, say you have two players from this game on DK and you're down, like you're below the cash line and you, you feel like you need to like take a stand. There's so many different ways you can get off of maybe some of the popular plays here and like, Josh Hart's gonna, uh, you know, eventually break out of the shooting slump that he's in. Like, you know, yeah, like you know, I like point, Josh Hart. Yeah, like he's just shooting terrible right now, and like, there he's. It, it's not like he's not shooting. Uh, yeah, he didn't shoot a lot against Utah and Detroit, but that's to be expected. Utah, you know, just a really good defensive team. But you know, Josh Hart's eventually gonna break out of this slump. You know, you could switch to McGee and hope that you get a lot of like upside with him. So. This is a game that I'll definitely probably have two or three pieces from. Um, you know, I'm with you. I like this game. Uh, anything else to add? Or are we good? I am good. All right, let's play the morning grind game. Bounce back Tuesday in the books. Um, give me your favorite game to go over or under here. Oh man, we've talked about it so much, man. Just, just. Whatever the line is, give me the over in the Chicago LA game. Just it's only two fourteen. Yeah, just give me the over. Just, just 
just give me the over. I mean, you know, when I'm thinking 214, I'm thinking maybe, you know, one team's at 108, one team's at 106 or something. You know, like, I, I think this could be easily a, a 220, 225 game, easily. Uh, and I know that doesn't seem like much more. Really, I think this game could probably get to 230, Stevie, if it's back and forth the way I think. So I like I like the over there. I'm going to take the over in the Philly game. Um, yeah. Even though I don't love that game, I think that game is going to be like a, a shootout type of game. And Golden State-Denver only put up 198 in the first meeting, and that's at 228. So Vegas is definitely you know thinking that that game is going to be much higher. So uh, under 5K, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X today. Oh, man. Under 5K to 7X. I think I'm going to go with my first value play on the slate. Um, give me Mr. Amari Spellman. All right. Um, I wish I knew if Gary Harris was going to sit, if I knew that Portis would be my, or not Portis, but um, Beasley would be my guy. But I'm going to go with a guy that I know what to expect. And this guy's been playing 35 plus minutes a night. Give me Kevin Herter um, to go seven like X today. I like it. I like it. Uh, Will, give me your guy over 8K that's not going to 5X. Who's your bust up top today? Give me Kevin Durant. KD. It's a ballsy one. I like it. Um,. Oh, man. You know what? Give me Giannis. All right. (laughs) Let's go. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it. Let's go. Like Giannis is probably my least favorite stud out of the the ones at the top. Yeah. So uh, favorite 6X play? Uh, No surprise. I'm going to stay on brand. I'm staying on brand here. I'm staying on brand. Give me Paul George. Yeah, I almost wrote it down. I mean, you were saying that. Yep, give me Paul George. Oh, we're going for the top today. We're, we're, we're going up top today. You know what? I'm calling it now. 60 burger from Jokic. Give me Jokic. All right, all right. All hate right. playing this guy. <laughs> hate playing this guy. So. I couldn't find them either, Siri. Uh, my watch has just been going off all podcasts today. Like, what's <laughs> up with that? So, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man, this is a good bounce back Tuesday. Had so much bounce fun today, Tuesday. man. Yes, so, so much fun. So this, this was exciting. And uh, looks like I'm going to be on three times again this week. I'll catch you again on Thursday. I will see you on Thursday, my good friend. That's going to wrap it up here. First, the Tuesday edition of the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Uh, hope everyone crushes tonight. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.